I think uh, it's, uh, it's we right on my head. That's that's what I hate. I think I'm, probably I'm need to turn this into a YouTube channel. Jared has his head in Elizabeth Shue's chest right now. Hyro mm. is next to uh, is it uh, Dermot? <laughs> I just want you to say his name. <laughs> is that the dude? Uh, what's that's the him. other guy? There's Dylan the McDermott. And then there's Dermot Mulroney. It's not Dylan McDermott. I know that, right? This is Dermot. Who the fuck names their child Dermot? Dermot's a bad name. Dermot Uh, is a really bad name. And I I go around with Hyro. Thank thank God. Come on. Hyro's not as bad as Dermot. Dermot is bad. Yeah. There we go, Jared. Jared, I like that Jared is now turning to look at Elizabeth Shue as if she's behind him. Uh, we have lost you. Oh, what are you doing there? <laughs> <He's got his laughs> entirety of this recording. When the lights of the city stop burning. Blackout. Fun. Yeah, hysterical. When the lines of communication break down. I tried the car radio and all I got was static. No. The laws that hold us together. Don't you guys have any idea what's going on? Fall apart. These people are crazy. People are freaks, man. I heard all this stuff about looting and shootings last night. Oh my god. It's bad. Some of us have kids, you know. Not where? They don't know any more about when the power is going on than we do. If you want it, you can come back and stay at our place. Then you don't mind. Why would I? No. Three people. Come on, this is supposed to be fun. I'm trying to keep it close. Cut off from the outside. Cash the problem. We need batteries. Yeah, batteries. Nine. Water. And a gun. A gun? Are about to experience. What are you thinking? I'm good. The temptation. Jealous, Matt? Are you? Boys, can't play nice. We're not going to have any more of these little sleepovers. The danger. There's something in the house. And the thrill of a world. Stop it! Without rules. Does anybody have any information? Not a rumor, not something they heard from a friend of a friend of a brother, but hard information. How you doing? What you do? Sit down. Hey! No, don't! Nobody? Gramercy Pictures presents... It's not safe here. Kyle McLaughlin. I really need you to come back. Elizabeth Shue. I'm still crossing the dog. Dermot Mulroney. Don't make me shoot you! The trigger effect. Go ahead, Hyro. You know, you're the host of the show. Kick it off. Why am I the host of the show? I got... Uh, you can't say you've got any you other shows. You seem to be the most you... invested. Yeah, you don't re- release those other podcasts. Uh, look, I just wanted to enact my vengeance by making uh-huh. you suffer through talking to me again. We ruined and uh, didn't get the Sean Connery. Uh, That's right. I was uh, ready. I'm. I Hey, now, I made sure to go back, find you doing your impression. And I, I did put like it in that. There with the flashback sound effect, and that was far more work than what I usually do for these edits. <laughs> yeah, a little musical cue. Yeah, I yeah. liked it. It was good work. Mm-hmm. As, a, as an editor... Unlike Jared, I really appreciated what you did there. It was Don't good. Don't let him talk that sass, uh, Jared. Uh, he is no longer an editor. He has had files for months and months. No movement on them. Mm, I've heard stories about you. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad. I, I'm sorry. You know, right now my kids are like taped to the wall so that I can do this recording and talk about Elizabeth Shrew throwing that biscuit around for about an hour and a half. I think we need a proper introduction. What show are we on? What movie are we talking about? Oh, are we uh, talking about Trigger Effect? Something I had never heard of before this. Really? I was uh, I was kind of early on this one back in the VHS days. This this is prime 
uh, VHS box art where it's three. Well, I guess Elizabeth Shue was the biggest name. Did she just did she win an Oscar for leaving Las Vegas or no? She did. Cage? She did. Oh no 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 no! She, I think Cage. she was nominated. She won the Oscar of my heart. That's for sure. That's incredibly Disgusting. sweet, given <laughs> the role she's playing in uh, leaving Las Vegas. Lovely. Yes, absolutely. I once tried to convince Jared to uh, oh, kill himself go. in a similar fashion. And Fantastic I think, friendly advice. Hey, hey, I'm pretty sure on this podcast at one point, since that was, you know, what, 10 years ago now? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've brought this up before. So if there's any diehard listeners that uh, do also are not co-hosts on the show, so I guess I was now excluded. Um, I'm pretty sure I brought that up much later, and then you were starting to waffle on the deal, Elizabeth Shue. Not bad. I would say well, this is the peak of her powers, right in the mid-90s. The question was posed to me in my late 20s, and who knew what the 30s would hold for me, and now that I've seen what the 30s held mm. for me, sure. So you're saying a, if the invitation is still available, it's leaving Las Vegas time. Even the way she looks now, which uh, she still looks pretty fine for... Uh, have you watched The Boys? Yes, I have. Oh, uh, she on that? Inter- oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. <laughs> she has. She she's, sure uh, is. She's uh, nursing, uh, you know, through some of the show. She has a child, which immediately attracted me to her. <laughs> <laughs> Jared's got his uh, banquet of uh, of uh, Coors. Editor Mike knows that right then and there, that's where you drop the theme music. Once we get to that line from Jared, the <laughs> cinema episode, it's time to party. Um. I knew this uh, as the guy who used to write, uh, is it David uh, Coop? I don't know how you say his name, but he was a big Cap. shot screenwriter of the 90s. Uh, wrote Jurassic Park, Mission Impossible, the first oh, wow. Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. he, he was the uh, sort of how, uh, is it uh, Joe uh, Esserhaus, uh, the guy that uh, wrote like Sliver and Showgirls and Basic Instinct, how he was the, the big shot for like erotic thrillers. Uh, this was uh, This is one of Spielberg's boys um so i believe he followed this up of stir of echoes which i think was uh moderately more successful than this the uh unfortunately came out about a month after the sixth sense either one of you remember that kevin bacon joint i was gonna say i remember bacon in it but i cannot remember a damn thing about the movie though none zero Uh, however mordecai is that the johnny depp thing yeah yeah oh Um, my god that is a trash movie that one's that one uh, has the distinction of uh, me on the old War Machine versus Warhorse days of podcasting. Uh, last episode, you asked uh, you know how long I've been doing it. That's when I decided I'm no longer doing new releases. Uh, <laughs> just just if it's a new release that week, like that was the one that was like, okay, I need to be a little bit more selective on if I actually have any yeah. interest in this. A lot of that has to do with Johnny Depp. Um, but uh, I think back then I was interested, like, oh, what is the guy who writes all these big budget action movies if he's doing a stripped down one? And this is, um, I don't know. I would say uh, if this had gotten the push uh, during 2020, during COVID times, say if like Netflix had put it on, like, hey, this is topical, I think it would have been right there with like uh, Outbreak and Contagion, how they, they had the disease angle. I think this had the more like how people react to the end times. Uh, that's about it. This was not they get horny. Make you horny? Well, they Elizabeth Shue was horny. She was 
All right, let's let's get into let's get into it. I knew we would eventually get there. Um, Why why, why wait? I'm just trying to push the cart down the road. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to set the scene because this is one unlike a Mission Impossible. I don't know if people know what the fuck we're talking about with it. But basically, uh, husband and wife uh, were introduced to Kyle MacLachlan and Elizabeth Shue on date night, and I guess it's uh, would you say it's like 28 days later, Jared, without the zombies, where you're just seeing like people's bad days and rage like pass from one to the <laughs> other in that opening sequence like one person pisses somebody off and then it goes to the next person who takes it out on whoever they run into i was ready to uh follow that down the rabbit hole but it didn't really end up being uh what i thought it would end up being like i thought it would end up being hey this is the trigger effect the titular uh <laughs> phrase for as to why we have the apocalypse but it ends up just being a sort of uh Hey, I know you. It's awkward. <laughs> I it's remember just, you. It's an yeah. awkward thing where someone you meet in that movie theater will come back. Uh, no, uh, pretty much. It, kind of. It's a vehicle that doesn't get. <laughs> it's not nearly as grand as I thought it was going to be. You're talking about like the opening salvo yeah. where they're, they're everybody's like, bumping into each other and yeah. everybody's agitated, like a and, you fake know. steady cam or whatever the hell it yeah. is. Uh, and Colin McLaughlin is basically emasculated by complete strangers in a movie theater. I believe the and word then his you're wife. talking about is cuckolding. Sir. I knew we would get there. I was, I, you know, I don't take many notes, but I had a note that said, Mike just introduced the movie, and then Hyro was going to want to talk about how this is an ultimately, like, an underseen cuckold classic. Because it's all about <laughs> if Kyle McLaughlin is going to have a neighbor, a complete fucking stranger, or, like, his college or high school friend come to town, and all of them are threats to steal Elizabeth Shue away from him. Is this stealing? Because she's offering oh, herself God. up. Oh, oh, no, here comes the slut-shaming. No, um, this is just... I'm just saying nobody's <laughs> taking her. I'm just saying she's uh, willingly... You know, she's making her own choices. She's a big girl. Not quite as big as old Dr. Moreau over there, but, you know, she's... Not big enough for you, as we've got on the record on the show. Comparable breast sizes. Hey, man. <laughs> Some of us like to eat. This would be better with Melissa McCarthy, would it? <laughs> mm. Why stop there? Let's do Precious. No. That's not 1996. Thank God. Uh, and we will come nowhere close to 2010 or whatever the fuck that is. Um, I uh, I liked this a lot more, I think, when I was younger. I think I was more trying to play a hipster card when I first saw this back in probably 97 <laughs> VHS days. Where I'm like, yeah, You've probably not seen the trigger effect, have you? And now, as a <laughs> damn near 40-year-old podcaster, as Jared just illuminated, I'm like, ah, God damn it, I've got to explain this. Whenever we do Mission Impossible, we can just go right into it. Now I hate these type of movies, especially when I'm talking about them for recording, because it's, it's too much setup. But yes, I, w- I would actually agree with Hyro in this regard, that it's basically... Uh, will Kyle MacLachlan uh, grow some stones in this sort of realistic apocalyptic setting where it's just like the power goes out and they're just unawares <laughs> on when normalcy, I guess, will return. They do make some very questionable decisions. Now, I am not going to slut shame. I actually don't blame Elizabeth Shue. Why do you when... keep saying that? Come on. Because you did. I, just, um, I did not. I just said she was a, you know, she was having a good time. She she's kick, she's like kicking the tires is what I would say. Uh, kicking but, the tires. Okay. But... <laughs> Yeah, kicking the tires of old uh, Dermot, Dermot Mulroney. I would say, Jared, mm-hmm. we'll see if you agree with me. Mm-hmm. Do you blame Kyle McLaughlin? Because they don't have anything to do. They're drinking. And McLaughlin's just staring there stone-faced. No, I don't want to play in games. No, haven't you had enough to drink? And 
I feel like he's kind of causing, he's causing the uh, friskiness in her. He's causing the sass to come out because he's definitely uh, being a buzzkill as a uh, Hyro is prone to being sometimes on the show. <laughs> well, you're certainly not putting yourself up for uh, success if you get your smoking hot wife drunk and then reject her in front of a man who is uh, probably built better and more charming than you at the moment. So, Does Hyro yeah, agree I'm... with that? As a, as a, you know, it's two white guys. I feel like Kyle McLaughlin and Dermot Moroney. I would get if people um, you know, who are not white saying, uh, you people all look the same. Because I feel like Kyle McLaughlin and Dermot Moroney are just right there. Not quite as close as well, Dylan McDermott. but He makes know. the issue of like, hey, you're the greasy proletariat that knows how to use a gun. So... Uh, he has a, it's all uh, like ripping off his sleeves, making him more sexy or something. Because Dermot isn't exactly killing it, you know what I mean? He's got that, he's got that weird, like Mike saying, like that every white dude cookie cutter thing going. But then he's he not imposing. The he's not like no, it's not he's like not. Dwayne Johnson is like his best friend from school. But they're he... trying to sell that, aren't they? Like when they go to the kind gun of. store, yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody's. It's not just her that's cuckolding him. Like everybody cuckolds this guy. <laughs> the world. You know, he goes to this. He's cuckolded by society. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He goes to his neighbor's house, you know, and they have like a sit down or whatever, and everybody's jumping all over this dude. Everybody. <laughs> Fucking neighbors are all over him. The guy across the street is like, yeah, you're going to take the rap for this, aren't you, boy? <laughs> Everybody. Michael Rooker slapping him around. Like, God, jeez, man. Get a I, spine. Uh, I, I kind of like Hyro's You don't deserve her. Where Kyle McLaughlin is, this is like a Joker origin story where it's like he's fucking had it. Like the world wants him go nuts. He'll show him. He'll go nuts falling down moment but it doesn't really give you that does it like it, it keeps it grounded enough where i don't think the movie's trashy enough for my taste at this late stage like it was fine for me when i was you know was it uh, 14 probably when i caught up with it now i think i think i want more sex i want the uh, kyle mclaughlin to become a little bit unhinged but he for the most part does keep it together elizabeth shoe throwing the gun in the swimming pool after they've uh, what did they have to sell? Like I can't remember, but they you know it's, it's, it's hard. It's it's hard to find weapons. They they make that point in the scene. That's like cash has no you know uh, is the only thing that rules. They don't have any access to credit cards or anything. And then you're getting into a bartering system because they mm. you know obviously the supply and demand factor. Uh, Elizabeth Shue. I think normally it would bother me more in movies, but I feel like she's the type of person. It's explained well enough that she's never actually had to get down the mucky muck. Um, and neither is Kyle McLaughlin, that she would look at that as like a gun in my house. That's insulting. Even when <laughs> this is possibly the end of the world times and she just disposes of it. What I don't agree with is the first time they get to use their weapons when their house is broken into, uh, they're basically like playing some version of like grab ass with a guy breaking into their house. Like I don't, <laughs> I have no idea what they're waiting for. It's like they have, yeah. them, they have two men cornered and they wait till he gets on the lawn and then uh, man's man, Dermot, does he just set off the car alarm like just to fuck with him? It's very like Home Alone, what they're doing. And thankfully, the neighbor comes out and, uh, and a real man. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Worthy of Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> your <laughs> yeah, wife is mine now. I protected your home. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, the only way that seems better, Jared, if Michael Rooker got to play that part, if he was the neighbor mm. that, you know. I've bested you for your wife is now mine. <laughs> I don't know, man. That Accompany the road well warrior on his. <laughs> He's like carry. He like carries her off on his shoulder. Like I'm uh... taking your car and your wife. 
Hiro, I forgot. You know, this just came to me. You're a recent. Uh, are you uh, like a former president of like your uh, homeowners association or something? Weren't you in some sort of like neighborhood I, I am patrol active. thing? I'm active in my in my homeowners association. Okay, so uh, compare this to their granted like sort of end of time. We got a like meeting we, this Thursday. Okay, so they have a meeting and then they break down to arguments on I guess whose cars they're going to use to possibly block off the street. Like yeah, getting into the weeds. Is that uh, you know dissimilar to things that you all find yourself arguing about at the uh, I guess the neighborhood meetings? Oh no, we argue about much much pettier things. You know, mm. yeah, oh yeah. The sidewalk chalk got cleaned up because the dogs uh, get sidewalk chalk on their feet. Um, Wait, the dog? Oh, so it's not so much protecting the dog's paws. I'm assuming it's just they track it in the house. Is that what we're getting at? I, I think so. I hope so. I hope we're not actually concerned about the chalk talks. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. This edition of First World Problems. <laughs> <laughs> my dog had chalk on his paw. I can't believe Hyro is more white than me and Jared. Oh my god! Like you're just you're just surrounded by them. I am. Do you think that your neighborhood would be uh, similar to this as far as uh, not? I guess. Uh, I don't know. In that scene, are they pausing that they can't work together? Because really, the the one that's sticking out is Kyle McLaughlin. He's the one that's not going with the flow. He's just, the cuckold. Yes, I, I love that. Immediately, it's like the old guy launches into the ethnic has a generator. Who's <laughs> it for all of us? I like how you kept it random with ethnic, right? You, well, you didn't. I'm in fairness, to Jerry, I'm very inclusive. <laughs> I was thinking like what? ethnic X. Well, like Jared, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that I'm like, yeah, I remember that situation, but I don't remember what race was being attacked by the whites in that scene. I just don't have a memory of it. I just know, you know that what? Even I, as a brown person, I'm afraid to take a shot. Because, like, <laughs> I saw it about a month ago, and I know it was a brown dude, but I just, I'm a brown dude. I have no idea what was going on. I can't remember. You're from somewhere. I think <laughs> he's probably from the Bronx. Who knows? <laughs> I just I, yeah. I look. This is not my safe space. Even I, as a member of the crew, uh, you're pretty much the brown a white crew. dude now that I've heard the yeah, no, homeowners association president. <laughs> I went. To I also comfort. coached t-ball, so there's that. Yeah, that's oh. you, you've screwed up our podcast recordings with all of your nonsense. I know that we're going um, for the championship this Sunday. If you want to, you know, tune in. I mean, if you can live stream it to me, maybe we can put some clips of your your coaching on the podcast. We can. I'm out that. there like Bobby Cox, at kicking dirt at people. I hope you are. Uh, and I hope How many that, times have you been ejected? <laughs> I hope that one kid you've got on your team is still mooing at you the whole time. I hope that's oh, up the audio. <laughs> See, look what you, this is what you missed, Jared. This is what you missed last night. Um, I have nothing better to do but to tell Mike about my exploits of coaching, where a kid mooed at me for the entire game. No one's going to hear this because this is, you know, it's sober cinema, so we're not very popular. But also, our selected film, I just pulled up some numbers. Uh, which is usually what I do. Uh, I think Jared knows this whenever I feel like, all right, we're starting to go off the rails. All right, we're getting into, uh, we can't name that race. So let's pull up some cold, hard numbers. No one can dispute this. Um, this opened in only 524 theaters on August 30th, finishing 12th and grossing 1.9 million. Uh, says here that was considered a fair result for a limited release. And it was compared to that of the comedy, The Stupids, which had a wide release that weekend. Does anyone remember The Stupids? No, what is this masterpiece that it. should be on Sober Tom Cinema? Arnold is stupid. I had a, member, <laughs> had a memory that uh, this was a Tom Arnold joint uh, directed by John Landis. Wow. Um, 
Yeah. Well, cat uh, this, tested well. <laughs> this, uh, if you, if anyone has the poster of this pulled up, there's a pretty good goddamn. Oh, I've reason. got it. This was never going to be featured on uh, this fucking show. Uh, I know, I know how to program. Oh, Gene McCarthy was in it. Oh, just a uh, cameo. No, no, that won't. Max Landis was in it. David Cronenberg played a postal supervisor. What the hell is this? The weapons you are about to see are American-made. The world is in grave danger. International law has long kept you from acquiring them. I hope to help you overcome that. And there's only one family who can save it. I've uncovered the crime of the century. They call them fearless. They call them dangerous. They call them the stupids. Okay. Um, My ultimate question with Trigger Effect is I feel like during our private text messages, all I heard was Hyrule kind of bitching about it. Did Did you enjoy this at all or no? No, I hated it. Why? Um, because it's it, it's just like how McLaughlin. It's it's just vanilla trash. Like it was, mm. it, it like it, hey, it, it teases a little sexiness, <laughs> but doesn't give me the the full goods. Right? It teases a little violence, but doesn't give me the good. And it also, you know what it teases? It teases like this. Like you brought up twenty eight days later and the breakdown of society and these things. Mm. Right? It doesn't even give me that. It's like so fucking vanilla. At the end, everything's like oh, okay, okay, whatever. This is like you know. Having sex, scheduled sex after Matlock on Wednesdays, you know, this is just so vanilla. Sounds very specific, Hiro. Okay, yeah. I may have been hurt. After <laughs> t-ball practice. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got to be on the on the calendar. On it's the on the calendar. It's on the calendar on the spreadsheet. Yeah. What would you? Uh, I'll put you on the spot. If this does not uh, pass the sort of cuckold test, what would be some good uh, cuckold films that you would recommend to our listeners? Mm. What could this trigger effect have aspired to be? Hmm. Okay. Cuckold films, man. Now you I keep trying to get you to do this on Marcus Played. If we could ever get an episode released, I'm like, we have to amount Mount Rushmore of cuckolded men on there. And Jared, I, I don't think this would surprise mm. you. Our numbers would increase dramatically if that was our <laughs> if that was our description for those episodes. <laughs> Can you imagine? We should really try that. I think it'd be funny. I'm game. I might edit sometime. Yeah, you do that. You got one one cuckolded movie. Can't be crazy, stupid love, right? Because that, that's too joyful. I love that movie. That's a great movie. But he's also not but, in. I mean, he is. Um, Steve Carell's kind of in pain, but then Marissa Tomei falls in his lap along with a lot of other ass. So, right. yes, faithful. There's one. Yeah. My wife loves that movie, I don't, and I don't know happen. what that says about me. Bad things happen to Richard Gere for sure. I don't know what that says about me. What? Okay, on the brown of, of cuckolding, I, I'll open this up to Jared as well, even though he's not a uh, internet expert like a Hiro uh, proclaims no, to be. I do the cuckolding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, uh, Dermot Dotson over there uh, wants to, to weigh in on this. So, My own in, guns. And <laughs> I know you you pulled one on me last time I was actually in your presence. Um. Don't come, come a knocking visit. at 10 p.m. when come I got the flesh light You out. know, if I'd had Elizabeth Shue with me, you would have shot me on accident and be like, oh, yeah. well. Yep. Have Oops. you ever seen Indecent Proposal? No, I got your wife. <laughs> you're, you're interrupting Jared's fantasy there with Elizabeth Shue. God damn it, you're ruining it. <laughs> Sorry. Edit, edit that out. Do it again. 
Hiro <laughs> stepped on your lines. Sorry, I wasn't even paying attention. I was just looking at couple Jared's, movies. He's used to the two man game. You know, I'm Stocktonism alone, and you're like Jeff Hornacek, who's like just you know <laughs> trying to get your shots in, and he's just he's just not having it. Um, Dave Giannini. Away, Bobby. Um, <laughs> I would I would say let me answer a uh, indecent proposal. There's a monetary game for Woody Harrelson. I don't think he's too bad off there. As long as I get, he may lose to me more, but he is still getting paid. Correct? I believe that's how the events of that film go down. But he buys a hippo with it. I don't remember that. That's stupid. Uh, so he loses. My question is like in something like Unfaithful. You're Richard Gere. You're a handsome guy. You're with Diane Lane. She cheats on you. Mm-hmm. Are you that bad off uh, in that film? As long as you get her back, or is it forever tainted? Because you're, I'm assuming you're Richard Gere. You don't expect this to happen to you. Woody Harrelson, yeah. maybe, maybe. Supply and demand. It. I mean, it's Richard Gere. Like that, 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 like whenever people get divorced in Hollywood, I never feel sorry for either one of them because you're both beautiful people. You're going to have no problem with getting another person that you, if you want, that's fine. Now, whenever I lose somebody, <laughs> it's weeks and weeks of lamenting. <laughs> <laughs> to, to the guns, Jared goes. <laughs> <laughs> shoot somebody break into his neighbor's house i've heard this is how you acquire Elizabeth my Schreiber. friend hiro told me if i kill your wife or kill you i get your wife or kill your wife and i get you either one. i have this mental picture of like jared wearing feathers all over or something when he does this too like chain mail and feathers how how is this episode more dr moreau in tone than the dr moreau episode like, we really we just need we need a simple premise from a movie. That's all we need. Just a simple premise, and then yeah. we'll, we'll take it. Dr. Moreau there. gave us too much. Yes. I think that's the problem. Yeah. This one gave us too little. It's pretty much the apocalypse if it was boring. That yeah. has Elizabeth Shue. In a so, bra. Moaning. I will say that given the last year and a half, I give the movie a little bit more respect than I uh, was about to, and that uh, people go pretty batshit crazy over stupid things, so... Mm. If there had been the more toilet, toilet paper. paper shortages or um, <laughs> bottled water shortages <laughs> in the trigger effect, maybe uh, higher rating. I don't know why it took me this long to remember this sequence, given that Jared has the, that very moment. Well, not that very moment, but mm-hmm. uh, right before um, you have Elizabeth Shue standing in her brassiere, I guess, after the events of oh, date wow. night. And she starts tweaking her own breasts and... It takes Kyle McLaughlin, what, 30 seconds for him to realize it's happening? Like, he has no Neo-like Matrix sense that there are nipples being tweaked. Uh, he's reading a fucking magazine, and he's Johnny come lately to it. <laughs> I felt like David Cope's playing Dirty Pool there, where he, he wants you to hate this guy. He wants you yeah. to have bad oh, yeah. things happen to Good him. Good job. Because, I mean, he's just been given this uh, by the grace of God. This is right in front of him. It's that seven feet a... away. If a woman tweaks her nipples that close to you, that's Obi-Wan tremor in the force. Like, I, I feel something. <laughs> something has reached out to me. <laughs> His midichlorian count is a little low. Is oh, that what you're saying? Oh, God. Why do you got to ruin everything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for listening to Silver Cinema. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> The scotch on the rocks, please. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, a single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe a Glengow, any Glen. I'm thirsty.
I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken, not stirred. You gotta watch. You know what? We gotta do Chloe. That's what we gotta do. You've been saying that forever, and uh, <laughs> I invited you to come on Mon and Dave's show to talk about Chloe because it fits that. Like, it's Rotten Tomato score. It's really bad. Uh, and uh, I don't think you even answered my text message to that or just never inquired further. <laughs> and just well, You wait. never know, man. I could have been in some third world country and I get reception. I'm a freedom fighter. Wait till it's blamed on you. Why was I not brought on to talk about Chloe? <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep receipts. <laughs> we need you, Chloe, right here. Chloe needs to be on this podcast, this 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 show. Or closer is another good one. That those text messages this week, I was in uh, fits of hysteria about why was I not dragging? <laughs> <laughs> I specifically from the upon a time. Spent two dollars on that motherfucker, man. <laughs> Oh, we know. It's we it's included in the episode. Like, well, Hiro's not here. We texted him multiple times. Lies. <laughs> I will admit that once you didn't show up, me and Jared like, let's bang out five episodes right now. Let's go through. I hate you both. I was so bitter. And I know it keeps coming, too, because i like, wait, am I on this one? This no. Fucking strip tease or some shit. Yep. Uh, the, the worst part is Mike just sends back your senile. And then, <laughs> <laughs> it says like four paragraphs. In it. Oh, it cuts. It cuts. It cuts because but it, here's the truth, Jared. I told Mike this yesterday. Is I I got up and I, I went and I looked at my files. I was like, wait a second. I've been on like eight episodes since then. No <laughs> memory. I watched all. These- <laughs> I don't remember any of them. <laughs> I've been like diligently watching the fucking movies. We have had private conversations about you, Hiro. Like there are times I'll edit back the episode and you'll say, yeah, what year did this come out? And Jared's like 1996. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we've been doing. (laughs) Hey, look, man. I I, I use a lot of brain power at the office. I don't have anything left when I come to this shit and I show up and there's Elizabeth shoe and some gun toting and fucking 